Yo, Tyler. What's up? You got any exciting church service experiences in your life? Oh, man. Get ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. So a couple years back, um, we were, you know, starting the whole church planning thing. So started to look for, for different things in the area. And, you know, you come across these buildings where you're just not sure if a church is actually meeting there or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided, you know, I would be the one to go see if a church is meeting there or not. Yeah, a little so, reconnaissance. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. A little undercover. Yeah. So go into the service, wait till the, the sign outside says 11 o'clock service. So yeah. I get there right at 11 o'clock, walk through the door, and there are six people inside. Wow. Conversation completely stops, looks straight at me, walk down the aisle, and, you know, we start having chit-chat before the service starts. They're confused how I found the place. <laughs> it's always a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is, that's exactly what you want out of a church is people that are concerned and confused as to why a new person's there. <laughs> but, so I sit down, come to find out the, the people in the room is the pastor, his wife, the worship pastor, his wife, and then the finance committee. Wow. Well, and then me. Yeah. Well, we start singing the hymns lonely out of visitor. The, oh, yep. So we start singing, singing hymns out of the hymnal. Uh, meanwhile, the lead worship pastor is singing from a karaoke machine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mike connected to the karaoke machine in the middle, pulled a CD out of his jacket pocket, put it, puts it right in with the instrumental for the the songs. And we start, we start singing praise and hymns from a, from a karaoke machine. (laughs) Who was on the CD? Oh, it was just instrumental. Okay. It was instrumental and then we turned. It wasn't like Elvis or anything. No, no, not Elvis. I wish. That would have been more fun. (laughs) But so, so we get, you know, five, six hymns in, and I start looking around, wondering when the service is going to stop. And he pauses the tape in the middle of the service and goes, hey, you want to come lead a hymn? <laughs> Straight out in front of everyone to, to me, the new me person in the room. Him. I wish tell me you if I could him. redo anything about this, this memory, it would have been that I led a hymn. Oh. But unfortunately, I just sit, sat in my seat. Oh. So no, I'm, I'm okay this time. And, what hymn would you have led if oh, you could? I don't know. You know, come thou found, oh, cornerstone, something. <laughs> cornerstone? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but anyway, so so we do that. Um, the lead pastor comes up, starts preaching on salt and the light front. I mean, holy rolling, yelling in this place with six yeah. people. Yeah, so five people in the audience. He was preaching to you. Oh, he I don't was know. preaching his he wanted heart you to know. out. I mean, this was this was his, it was his magnum chance. opus. <laughs> and so he starts walking back and forth, pacing, and there's like steps up to where the the where he's preaching at. And as he's walking up the steps, no joke. Gun falls straight out of his pocket. <laughs> Middle of the service, <laughs> pistol falls straight to the ground, and he freezes. Straight. <laughs> and so so he, he looks over, pauses, and like kind of like squats, like a, like scared, you know. Pauses for a quick second, grabs a gun, and just goes. Well, you never know with the way of the world and all, and just keeps on preaching, <laughs> preaching his heart out, and. I'm I'm sitting there just could not believe it. I'm like live live messaging this to to people that knew I was there, and I'm like they're not even gonna believe me when I start saying we're singing from a karaoke machine and gun falls out of the man's pocket. Six people in the room. It was wild. Oh, was if truly, only the gun had gone off. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I, it would not have been good. But no, that, uh, <laughs> at least I'm here to tell the tale. Yeah, you're here to tell the story. Oh, so Chris, maybe you could pick up some pointers for for, yeah. for Sunday morning. Next sometime. week, yeah. next week, Hope Church. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm here with Weekly Hope Podcast with Chris Renfro uh, discussing our recent sermon, which ended up being a really interesting Sunday for us, Chris. Yeah, yeah, snow day. Yep. So, 
Not often that we get snow in no. North Atlanta, but the whole uh, world shuts down when it does. It certainly does. It certainly does. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. We got to to worship from home and still um, just thankful for just the uniqueness of of at least being able to do something together while even separate. You know, it is it is amazing. Yeah, it was really neat to get to uh, have church online, even though that's not our you know preference. Mm-hmm. Uh, love gathering in person, and certainly is always weird to preach to a camera yeah. in an empty room, but sure. um, but yeah, I was glad to be able to do that, and even just get to sit on the couch and uh, watch the service together mm-hmm. with our family on Sunday morning was um, was just a good good memory, so yeah. hope that our church family got to do that as well, and if you didn't get to hear this sermon, you can go back and watch it on, uh, on our Facebook page or online as well, so uh, we were in 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're in a series, uh, we just are calling The Word of the Lord, and uh, this past Sunday we talked about uh, how to hear God speak, and looked at the life of uh, Samuel, who was uh, a prophet, a priest, and a judge in the nation of Israel, and kind of how he got to that point of being called to to do that. And so a little of the backstory was that he uh, grew up in the time of the judges, and it was a really really, really bad time in the nation of Israel. There was really no leadership, and you get to the end of Judges, and it says that uh, in those days there was no king, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And so a pretty lawless time, and a, and a time where nobody was really seeking the Lord or listening to the Lord at all. And even the priests and the people who were supposed to be leading the nation of Israel, if you read in First Samuel chapter 2, you see um, this priest named Eli, and his sons were were just some super shady dudes as well, and so uh, not not at all seeking the Lord and not even trying to help people do that. And so God kind of judges Eli and says, hey, you know, your your line is coming to an end, your time's coming to an end, and, and your family is, and he's going to raise up a new line of priests, and that comes out of Samuel, and Samuel then anoints the kings and all those things, but it all starts with this, this story of uh, Samuel, and he's there in the temple, and he's uh, about to go to sleep, and uh, the lamp hasn't quite gone out yet. You can kind of imagine him laying there in the temple, and uh, and the Lord speaks to him, and he thinks it's the priest, Eli, that's calling him, so he jumps up and runs and says, you know, here I am, and uh, the guy says, I, I wasn't calling you, go back to sleep. So it happens three times, and finally Eli kind of perceives that Maybe this is the Lord calling and speaking to him, and so he tells him these words. He says, "You know, if it happens again, I go and lie down and you know say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening." And that's exactly what Samuel does. And so we talked from this passage in First Samuel chapter three, verses one through twenty-one, um, uh, about what it looks like to hear the voice of the Lord. Because I do think this week God has been calling out to you, uh, has been speaking to you, whether it's through His Word um, or through the Holy Spirit, uh, providing guidance, direction, peace, hope, love uh, in our lives, and, uh, and it is there to speak. But the question is, do, do we hear? Do we hear Him when He's speaking to us? Uh, are, are we available? Are we attentive? And are we obedient to His Word? And so those are kind of the three things that we looked at uh, this week from this sermon. So... Um, Tyler, I'll just kick it over to you. Sure. Uh, wh- what does it look like for you personally 
to be available to God? Mm. No, I think it's a, a great question. I, I, first, I want to start by just saying we, me and my wife Natalie, really just enjoyed this sermon series. Um, I think coinciding with doing a Bible reading plan and things like that, and even just a little bit of a slower season with school, not starting back up just yet for me, um, it's just been a sweet time to be really, really in the Word. Mm-hmm. And so it's been cool to, to hear on Sunday morning the importance and just the different aspects of the Word while feeling like we've had the time to really be in that daily rhythm, which is perfect where, with conviction on a sermon like this, yeah. where something like being available, being attentive, and being obedient can get really, really challenging. Uh, it's kind of been cool to pray through those things preemptively right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say availability, though, personally, has been right now what's worked for us has been, as far as time in the Word goes, doing it in the morning. Um, so we've, we found just before work goes that we're able to sit down together, do our Bible reading plans over some coffee and eggs or, or breakfast and that kind of thing, um, which has been really, really sweet. And so it's mm-hmm. cool to get to share with somebody else, too, what the Lord's showing me. And then, like, the other day, there's one that I felt like a little bit of a challenge to try to pull something out of. And so it's like an added benefit to get to hear from somebody else as well. Yeah. Um, I'd say the other sides of availability comes down to those continual convictions and um, things of prayer right now, which is just trying to be available in our neighborhood for um, just sharing conversations with people. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to stop yesterday and, and talk a little bit about church and doing it online to our neighbor downstairs and even shared the link with them just to to show them um, just what we're doing and that even on a day as crazy as the Sunday was, we still wanted to prioritize and, and put importance to gathering together, you know, on a Sunday morning. So I'd yeah. say those are currently some ways that we've kind of seen availability. What about you? Yeah, I think it's great. I've, I've said before, you know, for me, the best time uh, is in the morning and uh, in my office. And so we, we encourage people, you know, kind of have a plan, set a time and set a place. Mm. It doesn't mean that, you know, you failed if you have to change that up a day here or there or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, I think consistency comes out of us mm-hmm. having like a, a rhythm and a routine. Um, Definitely. And that consistency is what helps us to mm-hmm. to grow and to to do it on on the days where you may not necessarily feel like it or the days where it gets busy. And mm-hmm. so uh, those are those are been have been some helpful things for me yeah. in my life. And what we said from the sermon was that God is looking for available people, mm-hmm. not necessarily the most skilled people, not the wealthiest or the wisest people. Sure, um, you know you look back at that story of the shepherds in Luke two and like the very first evangelists, the very first people that God comes and, like, proclaims this great news to. And it's just like some dude sitting out in a field, you know, that really had nothing else to do. <laughs> like, they're sitting yeah. there watching their sheep. Uh, but they were available, and they listened, and then they went and responded. And so I just think, you know, in my life, I'm so reminded of uh, sometimes the the best and most effective thing that I can do is just create enough space in my calendar to be available to the Lord, you know, like create enough space in my daily rhythm that it's not just so jam-packed with uh, work or things for myself, but like that there's really time carved out for the Lord um, day in and day out in it. So uh, the next thing that we talked about was being attentive, and you saw how, um, you know, how Samuel says he's listening, Uh, he's listening expectantly thinking that the priest is calling him, even not recognizing that it was God who's calling him. But he does. He says, here I am. And uh, time and time again, he gets up and he's attentive to mm-hmm. listen to 
um, the word and mm-hmm. says, here I am, here I am. And then he does what Eli tells him to do. Yeah. Like he yeah, actually yeah. does it. He sure. doesn't go do his own thing. He doesn't uh-huh. try to change it. He just like, he has a mentor. He has a person in his life leading him and he does what that person says yeah. to do. So uh, anything that stuck out to you from that or from those verses? Oh, definitely. Man, I think uh, you asked a question there um, asking us, has the newness of Christ worn off mm. and has it grown dull? And I think that was the like kind of like one of those pin drop moments for me sitting there listening to it because it's so true how much attentiveness can coincide with just desire and, and like love and excitement that really should come every single day with mm. Christ. The whole um, just with every morning, you know, we should wake up with, uh, as uh, John Piper says, the first things out of your mouth every morning when you leave um, the pillow is, Lord, I need you again today. Yeah. And if we really have that heartfelt and just that newness of the Spirit of Christ in us every day, how much more alert and attentive we would be as we look around. So that's been something I've been really thinking about was just those questions. You know, I think it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was reading that book last year um, called The Lost Art of Listening. Mm. And uh, it really did stick out to me. One of, the, one of the lines from that book said, to listen well, we must forget ourselves and submit to the other person's need for attention. Mm. And I mean, I'm not trying to you know, say that God needs our attention sure. at all, but I think for our own sake, like and for our own heart, mm-hmm. that we need to give God yeah. our attention. Definitely. And that was, um, it was just a great reminder for me that... Um, Man, it's so difficult. I think in our in our society, in our culture, um, with with a million different things kind of coming at you mm-hmm. from every direction, to really just give your undivided attention to some sure. to anything, yeah, uh, like to anything at all, definitely. Um, and so sometimes, it's like you got to just you got to just shut everything off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find a quiet place. You gotta find a place alone. Sure, and like really almost detox a little bit from the the craziness of all the voices and all the noise and all the stuff um, to really give the Lord your undivided attention. Definitely. Man, I feel like, I mean, that's one of those things that is just constantly a, a place of growing in my own life. I can think of so many examples just with the whole idea that we talk about of having like eyes to see, you know, mm-hmm. just being attentive to even be looking for ways to love and serve the Lord. Because even in my own just daily, daily life, I feel like attentiveness is something that's a struggle, you know, yeah. whether it's being on my phone while watching TV and not even being filled with like one media, but wanting multiple, you know? Oh, yeah. And so the attentiveness just completely goes out of the window of everything you're doing or yeah. not even just looking around to not crumple up the dish towel or do little things like that throughout the house, let alone when it comes to the Lord, just, you know, consistently having eyes to, to be attentive so that we can be obedient. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. Like I find myself, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel convicted here, but it's like, you know, you're watching TV, uh-huh. you got your computer open, oh, and you have your cell phone on for sure. all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm sure nobody else in our church no, does that. Not. But, um, you know, but it's like, man, I, I, you kind of think you're focusing on stuff, but yeah. you're really, you're not. And you yeah. can only multitask so yeah. much. And I think that bleeds into our spiritual life completely, like every, every day. And mm-hmm. so, uh, man, just using that do not disturb yeah. uh, feature and just shutting it down when it's time with the Lord. Um, you know, and I, I really do think helping, helping ourselves, helping our kids, helping our families um, and and friends and our faith family, mm-hmm. to just really focus on and and have ears to hear and to listen. Um, you know, helps us to to stay focused and to not drift. Um, and that's, I mean, if there if you read, you see one of the characteristics of Eli, who was not like not a particularly bad dude. Mm. Uh, the Lord's judgment on him was that he really didn't, 
he didn't speak up and he didn't stand stand up mm-hmm. toward, to his sons who were disobedient to the Lord. Yeah. Um, but you can just kind of read it and see this this newness and this excitement for the Lord mm-hmm. has just grown dull. Like yeah. he has just kind of worn off. Yeah. And I can just I can just envision like the the weary old man who's like seen it all and seen mm-hmm. the worst of the worst when uh-huh. it comes to the nation of Israel. And he's just kind of given up. Yeah, just like hardened to it. Yeah. Just and man, and I, I know I said in the sermon, you know, it's like I do. I find myself a little bit older, just I get being a crotchety old man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you fall into it. <laughs> yeah. Like these kids and this and that are loud and they're what you know, it's like uh-huh. you just start to see the worst in, in uh. people and stuff. And like I remember I remember being the yeah. the yeah, student yeah. on the other end and uh-huh. like probably being a lot more rowdy and a lot sure. more dumb, you know, yeah. and like yeah, yeah sitting in the movies and throwing mm-hmm. popcorn and doing the goofy stuff. And like, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I was just reflecting on like, man, I, I just don't want to be that. Yeah. I don't want to, like, I don't want the, sure. the vibrancy and the fun and the joy of life to, mm-hmm. to wear off or mm-hmm. to, or to fall into the like, well, in my day, mm-hmm. you know, used to be all, this used to be great. And now uh-huh. look at, look at this world and it's all falling apart. You know, uh, man, behold, the Lord's doing a new thing yeah. and a good thing. Definitely. And, there are. I mean, there's great mm. man people giving their lives for Jesus, and people that are they're selling out for yeah, for the kingdom. Absolutely, uh, and just to celebrate those things. So mm-hmm. that was a good kind of reminder to me out of this attentiveness mm. um, for me to, to to stay and to pay attention to sure. really the neat things that that God is doing, mm-hmm. and not just to focus on all the uh, all the bad or what could be or what should be or any of that stuff. You know, yeah. um, so. It leads to the last thing, which is to be obedient. Mm. And we saw that Eli's sons were intentionally disobedient, mm-hmm. um, but we said obedience is the action of doing what is right. And so, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just think obedience is something that is easy to desire, but hard to actually do. You know, I think in my life, like even growing up and thinking about my parents and stuff like that, like always had a desire to be obedient to them. And a lot of that comes from... Uh, wanting to be, you know, approved and a fear of approval and those kind of things. But the action of actually being obedient is very different. And so I think about it currently right now. I was asked to take out the trash before I got here and mm. it's still sitting in the back of my truck, you know. Mm. Yikes. <laughs> so obedience <laughs> is one of those things where, yeah, the yeah. heart can be there to want to do, but there's got to be action as well. Yeah. And I think those are the, the things we see with Samuel that are, yeah. you know, desiring to be replicated. Yeah. Yeah. You get to the end of, uh, mm-hmm. end of the chapter in verse 19, it says that the Lord is with him. Mm. Uh, and even says that not a word of his like fell from the ground, yeah, you know, and good. like everybody in the nation of Israel knew that the mm-hmm. Lord was with Samuel, like knew there's something different. Like, yeah. and, and the Lord used him the rest of his days. I mm-hmm. mean, he's really a oh, great, sure. great, uh, I mean, one of the upstanding people in all of the Old Testament yeah. um, to be used by the Lord. I'll, I'll close with this, um, this, this point from Eugene Peterson in a book that he wrote called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. That we shared. It says there's a great market for religious experience in our world. There is little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue, little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in what earlier generations of Christians called holiness. Mm. And uh, man, what a great reminder! Yeah. Oh, you know that that a life with Christ is a life of holiness, is a mm. life of walking with Jesus, of making. The, the right and the godly decision um, day in, day out, mm-hmm. when 
when it's so easy to take the wide path. Um, mm. It's choosing the narrow road and the, the, the road of holiness and obedience to Christ and his kingdom uh, over the course of our lives. And are we going to be perfect? No. Yeah. Is there a lot of grace? Absolutely. And do we fail in that uh, pursuit every day? Yeah, we do. But um, but it's it's that it's the desire. And we go back to sin. We said it all oh, along. Like it's it's all about the heart. And this series is a series about the heart. And and where's your heart? And I think if our heart is seeking the Lord and wants to hear from the Lord and, and really does desperately uh, want the Lord to speak, that and we're open to it, that He He will speak and He will guide. And so you know what what would it look like, Samuel? was known for, as being someone who followed the Lord um, and who the Lord spoke to. And what would that look like if that was a characteristic in your life? And what would it take to get there? You know, I, My hope and prayer for everybody in Hope Church is this year that, that you can confidently look back and say, this was the best year in my life spiritually because the Lord really did speak to me. He yeah. spoke to me through His Word. Uh, he spoke to me in the decisions that I had to make. He gave me wisdom and discernment. And I can see the fruit of a life that follows the Lord. Uh, and it's and it's a good life, and so that's my prayer, and that's my hope for our church as we continue on through this year. So, no, I think that's great encouragements and convictions to leave off on. Um, is there anything exciting in the life of Hope Church that we can be looking forward to? Yeah, this Sunday we've got evangelism training right after our service. We'll take about uh, an hour after the service, and we're gonna talk through how to share the gospel, how to live on mission, and uh, what that looks like in our life. So, I would encourage everybody to stick around for an hour. It should be a fun Sunday, a good time. And uh, I think it'll be really beneficial in the life of our church. And then coming up on uh, the 11th, February 11th, we're going to have another Parents' Night Out and great opportunity for parents to get to maybe go out for Valentine's a couple days early and spend some time together or even use it as an opportunity to invite a neighbor, invite a friend, and uh, and get to go have a, a double date or something like that and talk about um, the Lord. So should be a fun time. We want to use that as an opportunity to minister to our families and families with kiddos. Um, so I'd encourage you, you can sign up for that on our events page, hopechurchjc.com slash events. And those are the big things coming up. Uh, starting in February, we're going to start 28 days of prayer as a church, and um, really looking forward to that as well. So um, just want to say we love you. Uh, this was, it was a little bit of a, a sad Sunday not being able to gather in person, but cannot wait to see our faith family in person again this coming Sunday at 10 a.m. Well, if you'd like more information, you can check us out on our website at www.hopechurchjc.com or come check us out on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you guys have a great week.